It is Monday, June 6, 2011, and this is episode 10, good lord, A of the Bad Dog Book Club. I'm Skip Ruddertail, and today's story, we're finally getting to an MF adult story. We hope you enjoy it. It is Jinx Tiger's Buckets, and he'll also be reading it for us today. We hope you enjoy the story, and we hope you join us next week when Toonses and I discuss it. Buckets, a chapter out of Tally Road by Jinx Tiger. The deadly ninja kitty nodded bashfully, still looking away, his hips tilting coyly. Demarley chuckled. <laughs> Runge, guys, equal opportunity kitty crack. I think I get it. But listen, Rai, Eons. Rai looked back at her hesitantly, as if she'd caught him doing something and might yet let him go. Just because we don't obey protocol doesn't mean we have no rules. We want to do right by you, and those yummy, woofy play toys? Those are people, honey. We want to do right by them, but sometimes they're terribly alien, and we have to try to understand what they need and want. Um, what's that, honey? said Demarley, her ears perking. Uh, I'm pretty sure what some of them want, said Rye. <laughs> of course you are. But how much do you really know about them? Sometimes what they need is terribly complicated and peculiar. We've actually got one coming in who's all of that, and I've got to talk to Briteri right away and find out if she's okay with it. Yes? Called a sultry voice from the upper level of the cat house. Budens glanced up to see a striking new kitty. This one was shorter than Dosseri, and probably Demarley as well, but not as tiny as Magars. She was covered in short black fur, dense and glossy, lying so close to her body that her figure remained shockingly well-defined. She was curvaceous, but not in the manner of Demarley, whose roundness is only exacerbated by rampant fluff. This one was more muscular, like some small huntress. Though her fur was black, her eyes were not unlike Magars's. Ice blue and wild. Terry, I need to talk to you, said Demarley. Briteri swarmed down the wooden pole that the kitties used as stairs. Budens couldn't help but stare as she did. The compact, lithe little creature made effortless work of the climb, and every angle of her motion revealed more elegant, muscled contours to her body. She resembled the feline gymnast crossed with the fertility goddess. Budin stepped back as she approached, as if he'd be burned by waves of erotic hotness. She moved as if she believed that as well, and liked it. Is it this boy? purred Briteri. Any special requests? Uh, I'm afraid not. Briteri stepped back. You didn't. I can still call him and, and tell him deals off, but yeah... It's buckets. No way! Oh, come on, honey. It's worth your while, pleaded Demarley. It's good for all of us when the margin is that high. You don't have to put up with him. I would in a second, Terry. It's not that outrageous. Honestly, I do it for him, but he doesn't want me. He knows I don't want to do it. He creeps me out with all that stuff. I don't like knowing his little routine. Well, supposing that's why he wants you. Of course it is. 
He wants me exactly because I don't want it. I don't get paid enough to put up with this but 3000 Bertieri froze. You want to repeat that again, Arlie? I spent 10 minutes on the phone telling him he was done. He doesn't want to be done. 3000 I told him I'd run it by you. Bertieri looked angry and disgusted. That's crazy. How can he have that much? You know he travels from Restra just to do it with you. Budin's ears perked, but he watched without interruption. It's got to stop, Barley, pleaded Bertieri. I don't like not wanting to work. I don't like cringing. Terry, honestly, it doesn't hurt. Well, not in the usual way. Well, not in any severe way. You're just too damn fastidious. Fine, you do it with my blessing. He's not offering 3000 for me, Terry. It's got to be you. I shouldn't have to do such things. Demarley lost patience. What? I'm the one who unclogs toilets around here. I wash the sheets afterwards. All you have to do is wash your fur. You stop saying the word. Listen. They all have some private thing, okay? I'm sorry that this one has hung up on you. I'm sorry he likes the fact that you don't like it. I'm even sorry he's offering 3000 But I want you to stop wasting my time and decide if you are going to put up with it for 3000 or whether I call him back and tell him not to come. And that it better be soon, because you know he always rushes right outside the cat house. There was a motion towards the door, and it began to open. Terry, now, yes or no? Terry remained staring at Demarley as the door opened, and kept staring as an elderly Reston priest shuffled in. He spotted Budin's and gave a start, making an irk noise, but after peering at him for a moment, shrugged and continued approaching the two kitties locked in the staring contest. Budin's was staring a bit himself. This fellow seemed quite harmless. He was your perfect middle-class Reston shopkeeper-slash-vicar type rather pot-bellied. He had the short arms and legs, the long dangling ears, and the droopy muzzle, and he seemed to waddle a bit. <sighs> yes, said Berteri. You should have told me. Now that he's here, yes, damn you. Budens looked back and forth, perplexed at the bizarre conflict. This Reston priest fellow, this hound-like innocuous guy, didn't seem to justify this level of tension. Rye padded off unobtrusively on the assumption that whatever was about to happen might well be disturbing or even impossible to tolerate. Demarley met Bertieri's eyes and looked stricken. <sighs> I should have been quicker. I, I, I forgot your thing about professionalism. Are, are you sure? I ought to be able to say no for you if you really need it. Bertieri turned slowly to face the Reston. He trembled slightly just looking at her. No, she said. He is our guest. Thompson, damn it, I told you. No more. Why don't you take one of the other girls? Dasari would love to do it for you. Hell yeah, said Dasari from across the room. You told me more than enough. No, said the Reston. No, it's you I need. You're a damn sicko. I know it's harmless enough, but you want me just because I don't like it. It's not comfortable. How long did you wait this time? Demanded Berteri. Uh, I'd rather not say. 
Berteria looked at him, gritting her teeth. You know I have my pride. You're here now. I want to break my own rules and tell you to get the hell out. Four thousand. Where the hell are you coming up with this money, Thompson? I don't give a fuck how much five thousand, said the hound priest. Berteria's ears went back. <sighs> you promised not to do that thing with your fingers? Ten thousand, said the hound priest. Holy shit, said Berteria. She was trembling as well now. She had the feeling she was being outmaneuvered. You, you realize you've just gone to five times what you used to pay. You, you do realize that's going to be hard to keep up, that you just won't be able to do it as often as you'd like. I, I don't care. 10,000, I need you now. I can't tell you how bad I need it. Berturi padded forward very slowly and touched his nose with a paw. I, I think you just did. Damn you, anyway. You're so nice, except for... I need my except for, please. I have to go back home and be endlessly nice again. You realize you could go to Mistress Ellistery and be really mean for much cheaper than that. If it's not nice you want, why does it have to be your goddamn insane ridiculous kink? Uh, Ten thousand to go along with it. I can't help how I'm made. Not now. Y yes, it has to be my way. Please. Berteri sighed. Come along, damn you. I should cut you off. I can't believe this is good for you. Among other things, you'll injure yourself one of these days. No, it's it's not dangerous, honestly, said the Reston, following her with his peculiar waddle. You're even walking funny. God damn it. I know what I like. I'm going to regret this, said Berteri. I know, said Thompson. Yeah, that's your favorite part. I'm so glad I met you, said Thompson. Yay, said Berteri bitterly. She led him into one of the back rooms not too quickly. Neither seemed inclined to move too fast. Berteri gave a sudden leap, panther-like muscles convulsing in an outburst of nervous tension and pounced onto the bed. <sighs> Let's get this over with, shall we? At least the beginning is always nice. <laughs> Funny, said Thompson. It's, it's the ending that does it for me. You're teasing me, doggy. Any chance you won't go through with the whole damn ritual? Uh, nope. <sighs> well, for God's sake, fondle the hell out of me at the start. You know we're on the same page for part of it. Oh, shit, you gotta be kidding me. Thompson had dropped his already low-hanging pants. I don't take that name in vain, Berteri, he said, but it wasn't his reprimand that had shocked her. The Reston man stood, revealing the first suggestions of a simply enormous canine penis and two blue-balled testicles already huge enough to affect his walk, engorged with abstinence and self-imposed frustration until they looked horribly sore. Thompson's balls looked like they were about to explode. Briteri bit her lip gently. <sighs> Damn it, Thompson, this can't go on. Nobody else can please me like you do, said the Reston. Because you have that ridiculous fantasy. Why does it have to? But it does, he said. It does. He removed his shirt and began carefully working his turgid sheath. Very quickly, Thompson's erection began to appear. 
already leaking precum, pliant and shockingly bulky. Bertieri licked her lips. Were you sure I can't just enjoy you the way I'd like to? God, Thompson, it would be something. Why must you spoil it? Well, you can enjoy the beginning. I'll even touch you the way you like, but you must allow me my turn. Devil's bargain, purred Bertieri softly, licking her lips again. Uh, please don't say that, but it's in character. Uh, shall we? <laughs> character, hell. It's hard for me to resist that humongous cock. You're even nice and gentle with it, which at your size is helpful. Come here. The Reston priest didn't need a lot of persuading, but he did have to walk carefully, almost wincing with each step. <laughs> Harlot, and damn proud of it, and good at it, come here. He did, still working his sheath awkwardly, and the sensuous black Nere fell upon him hungrily, stroking his body and favoring his swollen member with tiny, delicate licks. <laughs> said Thompson as he grew even stiffer. You're trying to get me off early. Won't work, harlot. <laughs> Hope springs eternal. How do you want me, she asked, knowing what he will answer, said Bertieri mockingly. You, you know. Tell me, at least I can get you to blush. Thompson did a bit at that. Hi. <laughs> I, I want you to straddle me like the harlot you are and pleasure yourself in the most sinful manner imaginable. That's what I want, same as ever. Just think, said Bertieri, the first time it was just me acting natural. You know, the other girls are just as good at harloting, well, not nearly as good. I, I want you. Nobody could be as good, said Thompson. Bertieri crouched, her paws set apart, her tail lashing, taking in the sight of the Reston's shocking, bountiful cock, bobbing with his pulse and gleaming in slickened red, and she hesitated no longer. She might dread the end result, but in the immediate moment her feline pussy pouted hard, heavy, and swollen with urgent need, and the cure was right there asking her to pounce it. The lithe black cat specialized in her predatory air, her seeming ferocity. It was said that nothing and nobody in verse compared to her intensity. She sprang, and in moments the trembling feline was straddling Thompson's larger, bulkier body and pressing back against his erection, which she had effortlessly aimed for and tucked between her labia in a simple, graceful swoop of her hips. Bretteria lifted off of Thompson's body, rising up, guiding his cock with her, until she was poised atop it, sitting bolt upright, her hips swiveling lustily as if she was trying to chalk the tip of him like a pool cue. Thompson's eyes nearly crossed with the sensation, but they couldn't cross because they were needed for staring at the wanton Nuray. She was running her paws up and down her body, over all the clearly defined elegant little belly muscles, fondling her perky breasts until the nipples stood out boldly. Her eyes were mere slits, her teeth bared in a snarl of pleasure. And then her paws dropped to his chest. She leaned forward a bit and began to press back onto him her pelvis writhing and twisting as she forced the swollen Reston cock into herself, beginning to moan more and more loudly, eyes still passionate slits with glints of ice blue peeking through. 
Thompson was frozen with excitement as the black cat took him inch by inch, his shutters matched by hers. She was so taut, so impossibly excited, such an utter harlot and virtuoso of lust. As if of their own accord, his own hand slowly came up to either side of her bold, curvaceous hips. But Terry more than suspected she was going to have help. She had lingered and gone slower than she had to, just in the hope that she'd get more action out of him. Her eyes opened wide as his hands grasped her, partly because it was good form, but partly because an honest jolt went through her as she realized what he was going to do, and then he did. In a single very firm motion, Thompson pressed Bateri down all the way, his fat canine cock thrusting powerfully and deeply into her until it took her breath away and left no space, none at all. Bateri shrieked. She knew just how to combine the sounds of pain and savage pleasure, and the Reston's cock was so ridiculously bulky that she didn't even have to try. It was pretty much authentic. He held her there, and the black cat reeled and caterwauled, heaving deep breaths and releasing them as ragged screams, gripping his arms as he gripped her hips locked in a tableau of erotic tension. Very quickly, Briteri began coming hard enough that her tail bristled and thrashed, and her feline pussy clenched and spasmed on Thompson in frantic rhythm, begging and demanding his own release. She tried to hold his hands onto her hips, but the rest had become alarmed and anxious, and before she could stop him, one hand had vanished between her legs to encircle his cockbase in the manner of rest and masturbation except for one thing. As always, he managed to pinch her pushy shut around him in a very stubborn hand grip. It wasn't that uncomfortable by itself. Briteri was coming so hard she could barely focus, and that was a mercy, but she managed. Oh, fuck, here it comes! Say it! begged the Reston priest. <laughs> say it! Oh, please say it! Say it! Damn you! Can't breathe! Say it! You've got to say it! Damn it, Thompson! Say it! Howled the desperate Reston, his teeth gritted, his cock impossibly hard, and her still spasming pussy. Briteri set her jaw, a feral grin in her face, as the orgasm shook and tossed her. Well, this was it. And she satisfied, no matter what. And through gritted teeth, with blazing scorn, looking Thompson right in the eye, she hissed, <sighs> You can't wash my sins away. Thompson's entire body bucked under her. It was like he exploded. He didn't unpinch her as much as she would have liked that to happen. Instead, he let go and those agonizingly swollen testicles vented themselves in a torrent expressed in jets of cum so forceful she could feel them blasting her insides. The first blast kicked her into still hotter orgasms because under normal circumstances it was unspeakably erotic to have your lover spurting into you that forcefully and passionately. With Thompson, circumstances weren't normal. Briteri mewled and squirmed at the sensation, one she'd felt before, one that always seemed just entirely too much. Even on a normal day when you were nodded, it tended to cork you up and the cum didn't escape until after. Thompson was huge, 
and didn't leave room to start with, and his fingers didn't let go. And Berteri's ears laid back and her tail bristled hard as she felt them keep coming and coming and coming, pumping into her the hot slippery liquid oozing into her feline womb and steadily filling that and not stopping. Thompson didn't let up. It was rather frightening. His eyes burned and he no longer looked like the fumbling gentle Reston priest. He was like the cock of an angry god, transfixing her, flooding her in with the help of his very stubborn fingers, pumping her full of cum until she whimpered and begged, stabs of pain poking her insides obscenely from the pressure. Even then he didn't let go. Only when her wails turned to sharp screams and her claws, gripping his arms, drew blood, did he relent. His fingers pulled away, and he drew Berteri down belly to belly with him and held her as she sobbed. He shifted his hips, and the motions worked the knot within the hysterical feline, and cum began oozing urgently out, more urgently than he'd expected. He'd wondered if he'd blown it for good this time. Slowly the black cat's head lifted, ears flattened, and he saw the cause of the weeping. This was not a harlot to be shattered by pain and ill use. It was tears of rage he saw in her eyes. You fucker. You're done. Uh, um, I, I may have held on too long. Berteri tried to rise, but her body trembled and would not heed her demands. The maddening thing was... There was a huge dose of postcoital limpness involved. The stupid fucker had taken her to some of her highest peaks and then hurt her by inflating her like a damn balloon with cum. She'd been coming so hard that it just took her into sensations she'd never imagined, combined with the pleasure to flare outward into indescribable planes of experience, ones she hadn't asked for and didn't wish to explore further. You stupid fucker! Oh, no. Oh, dear. I... I injured you? Berteri wriggled feebly. It was tempting to tell him yes. To claim that he'd done terrible damage. She was almost certain that that would be a total lie. As the hydraulic pressure had been released, as the shiftings of that vast cock in her coaxed the cum to squirt out and soil her leg fur and his crotch fur, the pain had vanished. Now her body glowed as it often did after an intense fucking, but at the same time it felt like her womb and every hollow place in her body was literally filled with warm rest and spunk. The feeling still unsettled her terribly, but the experience had taught her something. Beteri considered herself very competent, an artiste and businesswoman equal to any situation. She stared at her impossible client, considering the arc of his behavior, what he was doing to himself and to her. <sighs> I should have said this a long time ago. I can't believe I didn't figure it out. Thompson stared at her, terrified. <sighs> the part I can't take is that pinching. I don't know where you got that. But you did it a lot harder this time. You're done. The Reston priest's eyes filled with tears. It was as if she was sentencing him to death, 
as if his life held nothing but this. With that. Next time, I don't care if I have to handcuff you. You will not pinch me shut, ever. Not ever again. Next time? Britteri nodded weakly and let out a tiny, exhausted purr. Damn if I know what else to do with you. And I'm going to soak you, but never 10,000 again if it causes you to take liberties like this. And you're going to give me some time to recover. You're goddamn well going to beat off or something between sessions. Thompson's tail began to wag beneath the two of them. Seriously, why, Thompson? You've always done that. I can't stand it. Nobody else ever does it. Whatever gave you the idea that was okay? Thompson looked woebegone. I... With my fantasy... I just need to be washing you clean. I do it because I want to pretend that I'm filling you completely, which is probably impossible. So I have to pretend by, you know... I pinch, and, and then I'm imagine, I imagine that I'm filling you up. Briteri gave him a weary look. Thompson. Y yes? Be beloved harlot? Thompson, you're huge. Why the fuck do you think I scream? You're already taking up all the room in my pussy by the time you do that. You're not as a motherfucker of a knot. It's right at the limit of what I can handle. Knots are made for that purpose. Don't you get it? You're saying that, yes, you sweet, cruel idiot. By the time I'm screaming and struggling, you have already filled every bit of me with cum and not noticed it and kept going. Liquids don't squeeze, dummy. You're overfilling the cat every goddamn time. Is that really part of your stupid fantasy? Why, no. No, it certainly is not. There, there There's that little room in you? Briteri's expression was the height of exasperation. Darling, your dick is the size of part of my forearm. It's impressive enough I can accommodate that. We do exercises to not just stretch out in every direction. You stretch me in every direction anyhow. Why do you think I let you keep doing it? Uh, for money? Well, how about we cut the money back again and do it in a way I can enjoy? That's really all I wanted from the beginning. Are, are you sure you'll be okay with with that? And me, beside, I mean, well, uh, I like I like the way I triumph over your wickedness. Uh, um, uh, no offense. Briteri sighed. Okay, how about you don't pinch, I don't hurt. That will help a lot, you have no idea. And how about instead of me saying that mean and haughty like it's a fight, how about right when you need to let go? Briteri leaned closer to Thompson, eyes big and cute, and her best innocent kitten look something few Johns ever got to see. Won't you wash my sins away? Thompson's eyes widened, and next Briteri moaned and melted against him, for the outlandish canine cock had suddenly given a surge of hardness in her. She nuzzled his chest and purred loudly. Thompson wagged manically. Am I? Uh, that should work. 
but Terry purred louder. It was a good day when you could tame the nasty excesses of the notorious buckets and keep the bits you usually didn't get to appreciate. Uh, I dare say I shall even uh, masturbate and, and not build up such a quantity of seminal fluid. Berteri gazed up at him with half-littered eyes. <sighs> Liar. Uh, uh, I'm afraid so. Berteri kept purring. Life was improving.